Hello. Thank you for listening and watching You Had Options. Uh, I have Dave and Matt from the podcast Four Orbs in the band South Carlin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Um, do you want to drop your social medias and all the all the good stuff? You do South Carlin first. Sure, sure. So uh, you can find our band South Carlin on Instagram slash South Carlin. <clears throat> I believe Facebook is also Facebook slash South Carlin. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a website, but we don't anymore because we stopped paying for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, if you want to find any of the sweet art that I make, you can find me at Instagram at Alamo Hendrick with a CH at the cool. end. And then I'm Dave Cole. I'm the Dungeon Master, the host, the producer, and the composer of the Four Orbs Dungeons & Dragons actual play D&D podcast. Boom, hell yeah. Uh, and then Matt's a player in it. And you can find us on mostly Twitter, at Four Orbs, and Instagram, at Four Orbs. Reddit we have, but I don't touch it anymore because Reddit is an awful place of accessible of people. Everyone's yeah. mean. Um, <laughs> and we have Facebook, and we have everything. Cool. You should really probably find us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Though. That's yeah. probably the spot, specifically Spotify, because Apple Podcast is garbage. Cool. <laughs> Stone, Stone's Throne. Stone's Throne, yeah. I don't get that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> find You Had Options uh, at You Had Options. Um, go buy merch uh, at thehandsomescoundrels.com. There's a You Had Options shirt. Buy scoundrel merch. Yeah, thank you for listening and watching. My ego is too big. <laughs> uh, Dave and Matthew. Hey. Hey. Hello. Or Matt, sorry. Whatever. I call him Matt Hughes sometimes. Matt Hughes? I mean, you know, people call me whatever, so uh, you were in the right. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. But only my friends call me Dave. Really? So you can call me Dave. I can go. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot of... Sweating up there for yeah. a second. <laughs> the anticipation. I felt like I was on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. <laughs> Waiting for my rose. <laughs> uh, you guys are in a band. You guys are in a band. We're in a band too. Yeah, <laughs> South Carolina. And you guys are both my bass players, and you both <laughs> have the same birthday. And we both have podcasts. Yeah. Jesus. And you both have podcasts that I'm on. I was going to bring up the birthday thing later, but you know. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> Using material before. Tell me one thing that just you know irks you about Matt and your band. <laughs> Because I can tell you mine. Uh, we've only, once we do more shows and stuff, I'll probably pinpoint something. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a birthday stuff. party. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. You, I had already made the plans with you. Yeah. And then Dave comes in on like a Wednesday being like, hey, I'm having a birthday party on Friday. I'm like, bro, <laughs> yeah. come on. When it was, it was supposed to be Saturday, which would have worked out, too. Look at Matt peeking over there on them sound waves. 
Yeah, that's what that's, I do too. That's, in hot. that's probably the one thing you're not gonna like about me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I'm boisterous. Getting worked up about not coming to his friend's birthday party, and he'll just start yelling. But he did go to a friend's birthday party. Oh shit, you're right. Just not his other friends. <laughs> that's tough, man. Damn. Yeah. We'll have to coordinate better. Next we'll time, we'll do party. it together. Next time. Ooh, yeah, double party. I remember as a kid, I had a joint birthday in Aladdin's castle. Nice. Ala- is that Aladdin's castle? No, right? it's not Aladdin's castle anymore. Aladdin, it's just the apartment, or not, not the apartment. Yeah. Are we talking about Pete's party castle? No, no, no we're no. talking about the the arcade at the mall. It used to be called Aladdin's oh. castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that was a shit. Long time ago. DDR. Mm, never gonna be as happy as I was probably in that moment. Probably. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, we were depressed before. The podcast oh, yeah. started, and now we're depressed. Again. And now I feel really old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to watch The Vow, which isn't very uplifting. Um, but you know, the story has to be told. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get back to your intro now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no! This is, it's just one fluid thing. There's all like, right. like it's all one big sidebar. That's true. But yeah, we're in a band. I play the drums, and Dave plays the bass. Mm-hmm. It's called South Carlin. Yeah. Named after a mobile midtown street that we all used to live on. Except for Kevbo. Except for Kevbo, our our lead guitar. Mm -hmm. But at one point, we all lived in the same duplex. Uh, Ty and I lived above Dave, and we would have band practice very easily. Either upstairs or downstairs. Nobody ever blew you up about... The neighbors were surprisingly cool, for sure. Um, Yeah, we always finished at eight or so, so Mm -hmm. it was within the legal limit. Yeah. (laughs) It was really cool. Uh, one of the next door neighbors, the actual ones right next door to us, tagged us in an Instagram post one time of them in their backyard, like headbanging or something, <laughs> like while they're having a grill out. Oh yeah, which is funny. Like we kind of would say hey to people, but we weren't like, you know, buddy buddy or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just cool to get like uh, that support from the neighbors for sure. Yeah. Mm. Really, when we had the Laniap article come out, when we did our first EP or one and only EP release. Uh, Shout out Santani. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Laniac music. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of people uh, message us on Instagram after that too. Being like, oh, it's you guys. Like, we've been hearing that music. Like, we sit outside and have like a drink on the porch when you have practice. Like, we really like it. So. Damn. It was very cool. A very supportive neighborhood. If only our music was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> or there was a way for them to listen to it other than us practicing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys working on new, a new release or anything right now? We are. And uh, have been. We have been working so. on it since pre-COVID. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and we continued to work on it with limitations. We yeah. were we were all pretty, uh, I guess, interest, or willing to quarantine. So. Yeah, we did about a six-month like uh, hiatus from ourselves. Yeah, without even practicing, and then when we started practicing, we did it with masks for a while, mm. and we still do. If like uh, one of us gets close to yeah. somebody that wasn't that was infected, <clears throat> oh, um, but yeah, we've been working on it, and recently we've had to make a move out of Matt's house to do some recording, and hopefully that's going to work out for us. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Do you do all the recording? I did the EP, but yeah. because of the other topic that we haven't touched yet and my workload on that, um, I have pushed it to the lead singer to uh, do the production on that. So I'm doing the engineering side of things, the yeah. hardware, but nice. he's doing the, the post. Nice. 
And we'll send it off to somebody for mastering piss fuck learning how to master. Can I cuss on this podcast? Hey, man, you <laughs> say whatever you want. As long as it's not, you know, something too crazy. Oh, damn. Yeah. Don't get weird. Don't get weird. Hmm. Unless it's the right kind of weird. Mm, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you guys, when was the last time y'all played? Practice before played no but like show before Ooh. pandemic it was the uh new year's eve 2020 show yep. mm. so we started off 2020 by killing 2020 <laughs> yeah we we and we killed it too we yeah. were the midnight band at mary widow and i had a blast it was a, it was a good crowd it was cool for it to be like new year's yeah. and one two three four Ooh. you know um but yeah that was it and then two months later everything went to shit Mm. And then, mm-hmm. uh, as you kind of know, we were going to play our first show back uh, before Hurricane Ida came through and threw everything off course. And yeah. after that, we were just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to pack our shit and go home. <laughs> and, uh, and we're just going to work on the album and try and come back out swinging the way we want to. Ooh, that's cool. Wait, so a full length? Yeah. Yeah? Nice. Next goal is a full length. We we will probably do a separate song from the album that'll be a single. Yeah. Um, we're testing the waters with it to mostly test recording in general. Mm-hmm. And if the recording process and mixing goes well and we send it off to mastering to pay somebody, then yeah. you know, we'll probably release it as a, as a single. But oh. that one song won't be on the album if we do. Ooh. A, a sort of treat. Yeah. And definitely... Uh, the album and the single is probably a huge distance away from what our EP is. So how so? It's just not the same music. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's we've we've definitely started to find ourselves, mm. as bands like to say. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a real musician, man. Right. Um, it's taken forever. Yeah, we we I mean we all had like our goals with the band, <clears throat> and we recently I think would say that we've unspokenly compromised with each other for certain things and aspects. I feel you. So we're growing together. Oh yeah. Yeah. When when, when did the EP come out? 2017? Oh. Damn. 18? Four 18? years. Dude, it's crazy sometimes to like think of how long we've been playing together and how little we've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> But we've done some cool stuff. I don't know. We played Nashville. That was fun. Sleeping in like a red roof in together. Hell hoping yeah. we make it out alive, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Show was rough, but we did it. <laughs> Same, man. He's got to, I've, I've come to find out you just got to eat shit. Yeah. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It's just a different level of shit. Yeah. Maybe every, slightly less shitty shit. Yeah. And every now and then you find that kernel of corn. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ate too many tacos. Mm-hmm. It lasted for like a week. Just corn. All corn. All corn. Oops, I like all, to put corn in my tacos. Oops, all corn. Yeah. yeah. Straight corn or just straight up corn? Kerneled corn. Whatever you're trying to say, I guess. Uh, he said street, street corn. corn. That's like that's, that's like uh, a thing now. Yeah. But that's like, I thought street corn was like on the cob, like slathered in like a bunch of shit. Yeah, I thought that's what street corn yeah, was. Yeah, I guess so. I like to put like a can of corn. Straight and up. just put it in the ground beef. Along with some black beans and some peppers, and mm-hmm. you know, that's interesting. I make uh, a make a whole smorgasbord smorgasbord of stuff. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, but the other subject, the other subject, we can talk about the other subject. Uh, you guys also have a, a podcast. We do. 
And, you know, I'm just watching your sound waves over there as I see Matt start to talk. And I'm just like, man, nah, man we'll forget get how I have to run a compressor on everything that Matt does. We'll get it in post, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we run a podcast, uh, Dungeons and Dragons actual yeah. play podcast. Okay. I'm the dungeon master. Hell yeah. And the producer. Damn. And the composer. It's 99 per- 99% of the music in the podcast is something I've created. From scratch? From scratch. Jesus. Virtually composing. Wow. What's the uh, what's podcast called? It is called Four Orbs. So F-O-U-R space orbs. What's the significance of Four Orbs? Uh, they are mystical mystical okay. objects in the story okay. that uh, control um, the balance of the world. Mm. So if they were to break, then the world would fall apart. Oh, shit. At so least that's the... "Quote unquote, quote unquote, lore." Nice. So these these are only in your story. Yes, this is okay. <clears throat> I'm, you're gonna get me ranting, man. I'm not a big D and D guy, so. All right, so let me run D and D for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Elevator. So D and D, they have a whole lot of stuff for people that aren't really interested in creating their own world mm-hmm. to just you know jump into a map, do their thing, and then have fun. Yeah. I though, when I was 15. Was living in the Bible Belt, and my parents thought that the Dungeons and Dragons was the devil. Hell so yeah. I wasn't allowed to own the Dungeons and Dragons books. Hell yeah. So to compensate for the fact that I wasn't allowed to own the books and read the books, I created my own world. Damn. So, you know, Game of Thrones, he mm-hmm. created his world, Harry Potter, it was England, but you know, right. there's all that, and then, you know, the Wheel of Time, Shadow and Bone, all these like fantasy stories that are now getting some, you know, some traction in the media. Yeah. They all created, they all did something called world building. And I did the same at 15 and I'm now 33 and I've been working on it ever since. Damn. The same, same world. story, same, same world. world. Jesus. Not the same story. The same same world. world. Gotcha. And there's, you know, four ages of thousands of years in this timeline. And then, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. Okay. <laughs> How, so do you just remember like, uh yeah, stuff that's already happened. Yeah, I don't remember anything. Yeah, Matt, Matt's <laughs> real bad at remembering things. I'd be the same way, man. <laughs> I should not be the main character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes to think he's the main character in the story, but they're all really important. I mean, I like to think we're all we're all there together. We're a team, you know. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Matt's just a part. Matt's character is just part of a, a bloodline. Oh, I can so. also hold these mystical objects. Oh, but uh, he can deactivate them. I think that I'm the only one that can hold them. What? <laughs> Is this? You just gotta listen, man. It's true. <laughs> I guess so. How we long? released episode 102 today. How often do y'all put them out? Every two weeks? Normally One? every two weeks. The okay. last episode 100, 101, and 102 were all weekly releases. Oh. And how long have we been doing the podcast, too? Man, it's also been a crazy like long time. thinking about that, but December 1st, 2016. So also a very long time. Six years in December. That's oh, yeah. crazy. It's a lot of work, too. I bet. Sounds like it. Well, it's a lot of work on my end. Yeah, yeah. I don't do much. Um, <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot of playtime on Mondays for me. <laughs> on occasional Mondays. <laughs> so... You do all this stuff. Did everybody else just shows up and 
Uh, for the longest time, everyone just showed up and yeah. played. Um, <laughs> recently, though, uh, one of the other players has taken on some of the editing. Um, so when it comes to editing the podcast, like if you're not into Dungeons and Dragons, it's fine because we don't really talk about the rules that often. Yeah. I cut all that bullshit out. Um, it's really focused on just, uh, you know, in like the back in the radio days, they had audio dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is to turn your Dungeons and Dragons game into an audio drama. Ooh, I like that. So the worlds, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So most, I would say, two of them, two of the players have character voices. Mm, okay. And then I run all the NPCs, the non-playable characters. Yeah. And I have an assortment of voices I go through. Okay. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the one that really took people by surprise early on, I think he shows up around episode eight, as uh, this frog man called a, he's called a bullywug, and his name is Balulabub. Can you, can you give us a demo of... Yeah. Uh, so first, I had to train myself. <laughs> and the way okay. I trained myself was very important because it's a very difficult study thing dogs to try. Or study so frogs. Yeah. I took a clothespin <laughs> and I put it on the tip of my tongue, like pinched it on the tip yeah. of my tongue. And then I kept my tongue out and then I talked. And I talked like this in a mirror and for a while. And then eventually I took the clothespin off and I could hold my tongue in that position. So he <laughs> sounds like this. Hi, I'm Bulubabub. Okay. <laughs> Nice. So I go through voices like I that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what's another voice? Chism uh, Rhythm. Chism Rhythm is one. Also the uh, pedestrian to equestrian guy that. Oh God! Ooh. You can't even understand. He's basically him. A, like a. I like that. A name. worse Boomhauer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, pedestrian to equestrian. Yeah, that's the name of where the place where we always rent our like horse and buggy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and Pe- he. Damn it! That's good. You need to man. make a pedestrian to equestrian. Uh, sure. Well, Sell it. it's funny you say that. Uh, pedestrian to equestrian, as they travel through the lands, eventually come across a very large pedestrian to equestrian stable. And out front is a bronze statue of a pony with a trucker hat on and a t shirt, I think I said. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and then inside was just this glorious tourist trap of a place yeah caravans uh, aren't allowed in there yeah (laughs) ode ode to bucky's ode to bucky's exactly Uh, do you have shirts or anything no what so i have been working on some designs and i and i have a handful yeah um (laughs) but we still haven't done anything with them i i guess i don't know i don't think you've sent them to me bud well, I didn't know I had to send them to you. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> how do you want? Do you want me to handle it, or do you want to do it? No, no. I think we need to. I need you to like start a Red Bubble account or whatever, and then right. just give me the information. All right. But uh, I have at least like five designs. That's where I've been trying to step up, and it's really been the past couple months that I've really been trying to do that. Yeah, it's funny that what I told him was if he would just run the Red Bubble or the Threadless or whatever those mm. websites are called, yeah, yeah. he could just have all the money. It's not about money for me, man. <laughs> What is it about? The passion, the love, the cause, the cause. <laughs> for Aces. That's the name of the world is Aces. Oh, for Aces. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, all right, races. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel you. It's crazy out there. So uh, you have, you'll have six people at a time playing the game. Yeah, six including me. Okay, and you're, but you're a character, right? Pretty I am all or, characters except their characters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's like the guy that runs the general store that I may oh, go okay. try and buy something from or uh, 
or he's like my captain or something mm. at some point if I'm in like, you know. And we have a had a lot of or... guests on as well. Um I think I counted once. Last time I counted, we've had 32 voices on the podcast. Oh, 32 like different Individual people. people. Yeah. Um there is this one episode. It's doesn't have a number. It's after episode 85. It's called uh, Missing Links the Equilibrium. Okay. And Missing Links is like a category of episodes for us. Ah, uh, like an extra, extra. Yeah, uh, so it's like an extra thing. So we have missing links and then cut scenes. And missing links are more like uh, like scripted audio dramas. Okay. Whereas cut scenes are guested one shots of the game. Okay. Um, and they happen. They can also happen often in different timelines of the world. Uh, this specific episode, missing links, the equilibrium. Uh, happened a 725 years before their story. Okay. Um, and it is an hour and 15 minutes long. 67 of those minutes has com- all composed music by me. Jesus. And I want to say there's 18 guest podcasters on there. that uh, all read the okay. scripts. Um, and so it's like... It's a. It was an endeavor. Like it took like six months to plan, and then get everybody to record stuff. I had a friend that's in another podcast. Uh, uh, shout out to Diana of the Multi Class Theater Podcast. Um, she helped me with the. She was very needed for this project. Yeah. Um, she like has done script writing in the past, and mm-hmm. so she helped me. Like I would write something up, and then she would make it actually write like read well. Yeah. Uh, so she was very much needed. Um, but there was 17 or 18 scenes. Uh, so all of them had different scripts. Damn dude. And, um, most of the time, I want to say almost all the recordings, except for maybe a few, they were like, I sent people the scripts and they just read the lines at home. Okay. Instead of reading with somebody. Ooh. Okay. And so, but, and even with that happening, like the flow is really well, really well done. Um, and then a friend of Matt's that's also become a friend of mine via the internet, uh, Aram Varchin of the God's Fall podcast, did the narration as if he was like uh, reading, an, like if you're reading an audible book or something. Oh, okay. Do, so, you, do you do like Foley work and sound effects and stuff? I have done some Foley work myself, but there are so many catalogs out there nowadays where you could just, just get whatever. Yeah, you can just license them yeah. or just credit them appropriately. Um, and then there's this one application called Sirenscape where they have, it's was originally designed for people that were just playing D and D at home, not podcasting or anything, but the DM could like click a scene and it would just run like a, a loop of an ambience uh, and it was like cool. was randomly generated the noises that happen in it. Yeah. Uh, so it's never repeating. And so I have that and they allow people to record as long as, you know, they're credited Ooh. and everything. I have to pay them though. That's cool. Damn. There's a lot to it. It sounds like it. There's a series recap at episode 40. Mm-hmm. So if you want to jump 40 episodes to where we actually figure out what we're kind of doing, um, that's a good place to start for some people. Mm-hmm. People also like the uh, Three Dwarves Down cutscene. <laughs> that's yeah. got uh, Chris Cole and uh, Andy Lawless. Andy Lawless. And what's the Harry, Harry Oh, yeah. Our, our lead guitarist, Kevbo. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And it's what? kind of like a, a Three Stooges style. Uh, <laughs> a, it, they're super funny, man. Yeah. It's a Three Stooges style prison break. Okay. And it's called Three Dwarves Down because they're all playing all dwarves. dwarves. Okay. 
I like it. And mm. it got named. The episode got named by Chris Cole, I think, before we actually started playing. <laughs> and then he like organically brought it up in the episode to make it really concrete. And yeah. so now all cutscenes are named after bands. That's pretty so good. we have Panic at the Pawn Shop. <laughs> we have Men Without War. Okay. We have Three Dwarves Down. Yeah. And then we have there's there's a lot. Yeah. I can't remember them all. There's Yinkin Park. There's a, there's a city called Yin in the park, okay. so I just changed the the Lincoln Park to Yin Yin Yinkin Park. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think you guys will leave money on the table without making three dwarves down and <laughs> uh, pedestrian to equestrian. It's great. Well, he also always has these really great like uh, tavern like inn names uh, that we always like stay at when we hit a town. Yeah, and one of our companions is like uh, he's the bard, so he's always playing music. Right. So he'll immediately he's like gets on stage, tries to play music to get free room and board or whatever. And uh, they're like the sloppy slug. It's always like an alliteration of adjective and animal yeah. or something and so i one day i like i really want to do a like a tour style t-shirt of this bar named dorith and then the back is just all of these uh taverns that we've like passed through our time i think it'd cool. be pretty cool i like that idea a lot yeah but we're it's not sick. at the end yet so it's getting there i think there's like 20 more episodes before the campaign's over oh so how many <clears> campaigns <throat> have you done on successfully the show? <laughs> yeah, finished. Uh, so podcast-wise, this is the only one we've ever started. Um, I want to say before the podcast, we've completed two campaigns. So what happens when the campaign's done? Just new one? You think yeah. of a new one? Yeah, think of a whole new storyline and go for it. Wow. So ha- so since you said you're making this is all you, mm-hmm. like the story and all that stuff. And when somebody, well, it's collaborative. Right, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like... As a dungeon master, when somebody rolls, you've already got like, oh, you miss or whatever. Yeah. So um, say you're fighting a dragon. Yeah. Uh, For the sake of my story, there's no dragons in my world. But either way. So it's dungeons and. It's dungeons (laughs) and. It's not dungeons and dragons. It's dungeons and. Um, (laughs) But if you were fighting a dragon, there is a book called the Monster Manual. And in the monster manual, they have all these different colored dragons. And uh, there is something called an armor class, an AC. Mm -hmm. And he would roll a die with his bow. And then he would add the attack bonus that his bow has to the die, to the d20. And then whatever the number is, is either got to be above the AC. It's got to be above the AC to hit. So if he rolls a 20 and the AC is 21, he misses. And his turn is over. What, so what if he hits it, though? If like, he hits it, then he rolls a different set of die for damage. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, and if you don't hit it, then it's just like, oh, you you, you swing yeah. and cut your dick <clears> off. You shot over yeah. the dragon. And if you roll a natural 20, where you just land on that 20, oh. it's called a crit or a critical. And then that's when the fun happens. And there's also when you roll a 1, and it's a critical miss. <laughs> that sucks, but it's generally fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> What would be what makes a critical miss different than a just normal miss? So it's a controversial thing. Oh, con- controversy. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of people in the TTRPG community, tabletop T- role playing. Okay, game. thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people in the TTRPG community that think that punishing your players with a critical miss is kind of rude, and okay. I can believe that. I can get behind what it. What camp are you in? 
I like that there is usually some sort of minor repercussion. Mm. Yes, they're heroes, and yes, they're pretty flawless in most of the things right. they do, but those crit misses can really make some, like, the fun in D&D is not winning. It's the it's the friends we made along the way. Exactly. <laughs> right. However you made those friends, which <laughs> should include some really big mishaps, yeah. uh, should happen. So, like, for example, uh, our gnome, Dorth, that he was mentioned, he's a bard. At one point, he they figured out that for some reason he only weighed one pound. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they did. They couldn't figure it out for the longest time, but for some reason, he only weighed one pound. And I want to say Matt's character was at the bottom of a staircase, and then another guy's character was at the top of the staircase, and then Dorothy was at the bottom, and the staircase was very icy, and Dorothy was having a hard time getting up the mm. stairs. So Matt was just like, I'll throw you up there. <laughs> and then he tried to throw this little gnome that weighed one pound up the staircase, but he rolled a crit miss. So the the gnome just hit the stairs, took some damage, and then slid back down to Matt. And the damage part is the crit miss. Okay. Whereas, like, if it wasn't a complete miss, like, if it wasn't a critical miss, then Matt could have just slipped and then fell out of his hand and he just didn't do it. <clears throat> but the damage is where the crit miss comes in. Wait, did you know the gnome? As Dungeon Master, did you know that the gnome was one pound? Oh yeah. I, oh, I, you yeah. okay. I like so I don't remember when they figured out that he was one pound. It just took them a while to figure out why. And they I don't think they figured out in game. Yeah, I don't think we 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 ever figured it out in game. I think out of game we all kind of knew when it happened. We just went along with it, which is usually my favorite part is the role playing part. Yeah. So like I don't think they had the reasoning of why he weighed one pound. Yeah. Either in game or out of game for the longest time and then once they figured it out out of game they couldn't organically bring it up in game and then right. at some point there was a reason that he was no longer one pound okay but uh those are the kind of things that i held on to so i think it like, happened in episode like 16 or something and then they figured out he was one pound in episode 23 or something like that and then i think it was after one of our live shows at alchemy tavern where Ryan was looking at me and was like, I think I figured out why he's one pound. And then I was like, yeah, he figured it out. But he couldn't bring it up organically in game because there's never a reason for his character to like lift the gnome. <laughs> let me just get a size you up. <laughs> uh, so it, and at some point he basically gets cured, I guess. You of say. being one pound? Yeah. How does that happen? How do you get cured of being, oh, wait. Guys, you gotta listen to find yeah, I don't out. Know if, I'm, if I'm allowed Damn to spoil it, it. <laughs> these, these, I'm teased now. Uh, so you, t- you said tabletop. So do you have like the uh, an entire Dude. like setup in front of you? We have the yeah. sickest like Knights of the Round Table table ever. Okay. All right. So funny story. Please. First up, we had when we first started, we had three tables that were put together to create a very weird shaped circular situation. Okay. Um, we all have mics on mic stands and headphones and all that stuff. At some point I was like, man, I really wish all these wires were hidden some way. And I thought about it. And usually in Dungeons and Dragons, people have grid boards on the table. Mm, and you so move, you move, move like characters around for combat. Ten grids yeah. or whatever. Uh, so me and a friend, Andy Lawless, that was recently mentioned about three doors down. Yeah. He helped me construct a little like elevated table 
and it looks pretty sick. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, it looks nice. I remember you painted it at the South Garland house. Yeah, so I, I, it was stained like a certain wood color, and then like I took a bunch of tape and made one inch lines. Uh, like the tape was covering up one inch, but then there was like a little empty negative space between the tape, hmm. and so I spray painted it black, and okay. then I did it the opposite way to make the grid. And then I did a, uh, on top of that spray paint and the stain, I did a clear lacquer so that everything was protected. Uh, and yeah, it turned out pretty nice. Um, eventually, I want to get like a whole like custom setup. And when I do, I'll probably give that whole board away to somebody on Twitter for like a Twitter oh. rally thing or something. So Twitter stay giveaway. tuned. Stay t- so stay tuned on Twitter. <laughs> follow four orbs. <laughs> Uh, but eventually what happened, I think it was during COVID actually, a uh, friend's mom had this really large round dining table that I had been eyeing for like... Solid wood. Like, <laughs> I've been eyeing that table for probably 10 years. For D&D purposes? Just to have oh, just for to have. Okay. in general. I mean, it's a nice table. Yeah. Um, and she replaced that table at home and she was just going to put it out on the road. And I was like, no, you're not putting that on the road. I will take it. Mm-hmm. And uh, her dad made it like 40 years ago. For she was just going to throw it away? And she was just going to put it on the road. Don't know why. Huh. And then she replaced it with a table that is pretty similar in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I don't know why you're getting rid of this, but I'll take it. <laughs> I have her dining table before that table, too. It's glass. Damn. <laughs> Just going through dining tables. Yeah, I mean, I'll show you a picture of it later. I mean, the podcast won't be able to see it, but yeah, unless you want to put it on the screen or something, I'll, do that. I'll post it on the gram. You should Fade. have brought like pictures on like poster board, <laughs> like in a trial. Yeah. You put all the shit on on poster boards. Uh, so how how feet wise, like how big is the table now? But yeah, um, I want to say it's seven feet. Round, so di- oh, seven it's a round, feet a round table, yeah. Wow. And then five of them sit on one half of it, and then there's me with my whole screen and set up on the other side. Okay. Mm. So it seats eight, and so there are five on one seat on one side, and then me in between on the other side. Did uh, did has it been the same people throughout the the whole show? And they has. just that's cool. And uh, fortunately, none of their characters have died. Can, wait, can a character die? Oh, yeah. What happens? Um, they they just fuck? In the, a like casual game at home, they would probably just remake a character. Okay. Wait, um, are, is there competitions? <laughs> he just means not like a podcast. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, gosh. Oh, like okay, it's not being I recorded. Like, I but like, I told them like straight league up. League play. I told, well, there is actually. There's called the Adventures League. And oh, wow. It is a kind of a competitive D&D play. Hmm. Um, but I've never done it. Wait, how? Wait. Yeah, I subscribe if, to this. It's not about winning uh, theory. <laughs> yeah, if but if if like I, I you're don't the, know how it the works. dungeon master or whatever, like how are they not? It seems no, biased. I don't like yeah. yeah, unless they follow like a uh, like these uh, strict code of conduct, like a D and D book or whatever. So yeah, so in, in Adventures League, they're for sure playing like Wizards of the Coast modules. Wizards of the Coast is the uh, company that makes Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Um, they're the people that make Magic the Gathering. Fuck, man. They're um, fucking... They are now owned by Hasbro. Damn. Um, Hasbro got that stranglehold on everything, man. Man, dude. But, uh, yeah, so Adventures League, the, I've never done it. I don't really know the details, but basically, like, they play strict rules. They play the D&D modules, and 
I'm guessing the competitive play is like who can finish it first. Oh, weird. I don't really know. But like the way Adventures League works is kind of cool in the sense of like if you wanted to play for the first time. So like say your local comic book shop has a D&D game going on that's Adventures League based and they're like deep in the story already. Uh, that doesn't matter. The way that it's run is like you have just always existed if you want to play. Ah, okay. So it's not like you have to be introduced into the story and all this. You just <clears throat> you're just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the podcast format, that doesn't really work. Um, yeah. So you want you kind of want to fall in love with the characters. Um, and then I did tell them before we started that if they did die, if their character died, they would um, be recasted. Hmm. Because for the podcast's sake, you're, if you came back as a different character, your voice would still be, you know, leaning towards that character, oh. and it would mess with the listeners in my head. So, yeah, I would have to either fill the slot with somebody else, or just they go on without you. Damn, it's cutthroat. It is, yeah. and it's gotten close a couple times. I think. Yeah, he keeps looking over here because he wishes he killed me one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was it was kind of early on, and like I don't know, maybe I felt like, bad for him. Mm. I think I don't know. I was that's where I get back to like I was trying to play my character and it's about these magical items and like <laughs> basically my whole like thing is like these orbs overall. Mm. And so I was trying to play that card and I, I guess I played it a little too hard in a spot where I should have taken the hint. Uh, <laughs> you know in video games when you meet the big bad evil guy for the first time, the BBEG, mm. um, and you're like, oh man, I'm getting wrecked. There's no way I can win this because you're not supposed to win this. Yeah. Yeah, he met the big, I tried to win it. He tried <laughs> no. to win it the very first time he met the big it's bad just, evil it's guy. A, I was like, this is it. This is the end of the game. <laughs> Let's go. It's just a, like a, what puncher's luck, man. <laughs> And you just need one good shot. Yeah. Uh, had you played Dungeons and Dragons before? The show? I've never played until I met Dave, and I've never played in another game that wasn't run by Dave. Yeah. And I prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I'm comfortable. Ah. Uh, I have. Uh, all, all, yeah. All I know is uh, Dave's version of D and D. Okay. At this point, I feel like it would be weird to play any other version. You know. Yeah. Had had most of the other people played before. Uh, um, so Ryan Tomlinson is the one that has probably played, uh, not probably, he's played in every single one of my campaigns I've ever run. Oh, wow. Yeah. So ever since I was, I think I ran my first one when I was 17, senior year in high school and he was there. And then in college, we only, I only played at home when I was here on weekends. And so he was always on that one. And then whenever I was, whenever I moved back home in general, he was in every game so i think he's been in literally every one of my campaigns damn um i always sit next to him so he can do my math yeah matt's not (laughs) very good at adding five dude that's one thing they don't tell you about playing this game is you gotta be quick with With the the math math, math, and i am not that guy you don't have to be quick for the podcast because i will edit out the side look the point is i'm sitting there with all of these eyes watch me try and do simple math that I know I can't do quickly. So the pressure is on. (laughs) All I need is a solid dice roll with no other sound going on and then a solid 28 damage, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the person, you have to say your damage. Oh, Count. yeah, because you wanted, uh, that we want the people to at least think that I'm doing math. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them to hear every time, Ryan, what is this? <laughs> yeah, there's a blooper in today's episode that released of Ryan explaining Matt to Matt his character and <laughs> how it works. Man, that'd be me too. I'd be the same way, Matt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, there's so many little rules and stuff to like memorize. It's not always in your face. Like, let me play like you know, like like we're saying, like once a week, maybe once every other week. I don't know. I just I don't read the books and study them. I guess the like, comment about it not being in his face. He wrote it down on his paper that Ryan was trying to explain to him. It's like, it's right there. <laughs> you wrote it there. <laughs> but there's so many things written down there. <laughs> so many things. So many little numbers to keep track of, all these little bonuses and stuff. You know, the more levels you get, the more little things you get, which is fun, until you try to apply it all and remember it all. And Damn, dude. I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. not that guy. So a lot of people like high-level play, but not me. people that Same are like... Way very timid on mechanics and rules it's not good to try and learn D at oh, high man. levels like there's so many things that you have to like be able to do and like the encounters that they're designed for like high level play mm-hmm. is designed thinking you're going to do all those things right but if you don't do them then you know yeah i just i just see matt sitting at the table with a beautiful mind like numbers <laughs> going all around him <laughs> that and some drool running down like the side of my mouth you know like but a misconception though about D is that the dm is against the players you're are you omnipotent are you just like not it's more like you're a referee oh, okay uh so like i want sure i want to in, like create an encounter that will challenge them mm-hmm. and sure i'm gonna do some attacks that seem like it's you know mean that why would you do this, Dave? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you want that <laughs> thrilling story yeah. of like danger Trauma. and you know action. And if you everything's just a walk through the park, then you know, yeah, what's what's entertaining about that? It's true. And so you know, a lot of people think that. <clears throat> yeah, he made his DMing. wife lose all of her gear. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, they, uh, cold-blooded. They were in a shipwreck at the didn't bottom save of the ocean, stuff, and <laughs> all of it's gone. He almost lost the orbs that he had collected. Oh, God. Wow. It's nerve-wracking. <laughs> are they orbs in the sense of the four orbs? Yes. Yeah. Or are they different orbs? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so the current campaign, he's on He's on a journey <laughs> to collect the orbs. Yeah. Mm. Which has been kind of fun. I don't know. I guess we can kind of talk about how that's going, right? Like, that's not too much of a spoiler. Well, I mean, I so there's a lot of spots that I try to uh, have the story have moments where new listeners can just try us yeah, out. I got you, yeah. Um episode 100 is one of those moments. Um so Matt is by himself at the beginning of it and the other four players had to make new characters for some reason. I'm not going to say why oh, because God. that'll be a big spoiler. Gotcha. Um but they had to make new characters at episode 100 and then Matt met these new characters and today that story arc kind of ends so 100 through 102 is like a small three episode story arc with matt's character and then four new characters that the normal players play that's cool um and basically what happens is he's jumping through time to collect the orbs wow yeah so we're on the the second time jump right now damn yeah it's fun honestly i've loved seeing the people that we've been playing with so long like different people now hmm. i don't know just like some really good moments man um, can i play something into the microphone will yeah, it work yeah. from my phone yeah because there's this one scene that i actually captured of uh ryan tomlinson's character yeah. oh yeah oh yeah get him a beer can boy. i get up is it gonna yeah. ruin anything no move the mic okay because i gotta pee <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well this won't take me but it's i gotta download but while he's gone i guess i can play it yeah um but yeah, so there was this moment 
where Ryan Tomlinson's character, mm-hmm. whose name is Churdnar. Okay. He, uh, he's a druid. Yeah. And druids have this uh, ability to sh- wild shape into an animal. Okay. And this is the moment where he reveals that what he's going to do. You guys are going to see Chernar at the end of his last turn, he fell sitting down to the ground. So uh, you're going to see him say, Chernar! And uh, his uh, face is going to start elongating, and wings are going to sprout out of his back. <laughs> and I'm going to cast wild. I'm going to use wild shape <laughs> to turn into a giant bat. <laughs> okay. And I like so it. I named that file Churdnar is just a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because he just said his morphed. name, yeah, and then Churnar. <laughs> Have people been playing the same characters? Like, I guess. Well, it's been one campaign. You said so. Yeah. When, usually, like a campaign is a story that starts at, in my opinion, a campaign starts at level one and goes until the camp, like the story completes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, usually, a campaign is there's one centric. Uh, bad thing happening in the world yeah. and they're trying to resolve that bad thing there'll uh, be okay. side quests along the way uh character development with their own story arcs and stuff like that and so there's distractions along the way just like in skyrim you jump mm. in around here you know there's a story there's a main story quest but man right. you really want to deliver that box of beer to yeah. a tavern that's across the world right um just to get that extra little bit of gold yeah. and so that's that they get distracted like that sometimes but uh so this campaign they're playing these characters and once the campaign's over they'll never play them again dang at least not in my world they won't because mm. we'll jump to another point in time okay where another bad thing's happening okay so i mean there's usually not too like world destroying things happening right. at the same time same time know? yeah yeah uh, unless it's you know earth that's, yeah that's <laughs> true uh what was i gonna say yeah have you ever played like once maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. but i'm this i'm not like a i'm not a board like because now board games are getting more popular among like Adults, yep. and so I'll go to parties, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Let's play Settlers of Catan." Yeah, I'm just like, I like that one. Too. I tried to play that, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> one of my favorites is this one called uh, "Betrayal on the House of the Haunted Hill" or something like that. Oh, and it's an interesting game where you create the board with tiles as you move and uh, explore a mansion. <clears throat> and okay. at the beginning, you're all on a team. Yeah, and as you uncover these omens and things happen, and you roll dice as you discover omens, if your dice roll is lower than the amount of omens that have been discovered, then a event happens, and that's whenever a traitor is picked. Mm, oh, okay. And then the traitor gets a book, and then the mm. rest of the team, like rest of the table, gets another book, and depending on the omen that was revealed, the place it was revealed. And something else, 
it determines the scenario that's being played. And I think there's like 98 scenarios that can happen. Um, And so the trader has their own set of rules and their goal. And then the players have their own set of rules and goal. And you finish out based off of those. So it's, it's an interesting one in my opinion. What uh, what are some other, is there like a, uh, like a working in an office building? One. You know, I don't know if there is, but I'm there's gotta sure be. there's one. Like I went to Gen Con in 2019, which Gen is just, Con? yeah, it, it's a board game convention. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of a big deal to the D and D community, For sure. yeah. but like their expo hall is all board games mm. and it's all like people that are in the middle of creating their board game or oh, okay. it's been developed and it's you know selling well so here we are if it's not in your you know board game shop at home um it's just so it's an expo of board games yeah and i didn't realize that it was an expo of board games when i went because i thought it was like a D focused one um but going and seeing that expo hall like i want to go back now with a thousand dollars and just buy all the board games <laughs> Okay. There are so many cool board games that they just let you try. Yeah. And then you're like, I kind of like that. I'm going to buy this. And there's a lot of like cheap ones too, like $10 ones that are like, like there's, they have a lot of stuff going on that's like Jenga thought process. Like it's a simple game where you build something up on a table yeah. and then when it falls, it's done. Um, so like, you remember those like blocks you got when you were a kid that like wooden blocks in a bucket Yeah. and some of them were triangles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody made a Jenga version of that. Oh, where like you have to position them in a weird way to make it balance properly. Cool. And it was like $10 and I was like, man, I don't have $10 cause I spent all this money just to get here. So I'm just going to play it here for 10 minutes and then <laughs> maybe buy it when I get home. Yeah. And I forgot the name of it. So I never bought it. So, but if, uh, you're out there listening, <laughs> if you're out there listening, send, send a promotional me. copy. I want to say it was like a gray and orange design. Very like, uh, Tronish, but mm. just orangey neon. Yeah, but I don't really name it. Makes me feel like we should develop a board game. Uh, <laughs> I've got an idea. It's different properties, and everybody's a different. Like a, I'll say, a thimble, a car, okay. a battleship, yeah. an iron, and the person <laughs> that you move from spot to spot, and you can buy the property that you <laughs> land upon. If we could just pitch like the a different version of that, mm. <laughs> like uh, yeah, obviously we're going for Monopoly feel there. <laughs> Is that already again? I think so. Mm. But uh, I don't know. Like there could be one that was like venues, and you could be like a different like instrument or something. I don't know. Mm. Or a van. Ooh, Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, I will say that there's a lot of things I'm doing outside of the podcast okay. that I'm trying to develop to potentially do but they're all like five percent done okay <laughs> do you one, want one of the things that i actually okay. have started was a board game i don't see i didn't know that <laughs> or if you did then it was in one year not the other a long time ago i have a journal that is dedicated to just the four warps board game and okay. going through roles and design and trying to create it in my head and design it first before trying to put it to pieces and okay. out of made of cardboard and stuff but yeah, there's, I have like four things going on that are like that. Yeah. Um, for the sake of orbs all four, stuff. four orbs. Yeah. But, um, do you make like the little pieces? Miniatures. 
miniatures yeah i don't mm. uh that is a 3d printing job and i don't care to learn that yeah um steven who plays keth the giant slayer in our podcast he is a 3d printer person and he's done some prints for us but also uh, my wife who's in the podcast who plays astra deidra she her brother is a has a 3d printing company and he's given us a lot of stuff oh damn um, but he's actually converted his 3D printing company to a company called the MIDI, MIDI something. Um, I'll have to look it up. But he basically makes MIDI controllers now. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he's made some really cool looking ones too. Very sleek. Yeah. <clears throat> what do they look like? Uh, the, I think it's the MIDI Master on Instagram or something MIDI like that. MIDI Master. Um, MIDI Modeler. I don't remember. He just kind of started that branding up on uh instagram recently and Damn. switching his company over from making like etsy stuff to um just straight up midi i think he sold like 200 midi controllers in the year 2020 Damn. and like the lowest price is like 60 dollars or something damn dude yeah the midi maker midi maker uh this is one of them he made oh yeah i like that and it's supposed to uh, um just be plug and play into any doll yeah nice. And he can program specific ways to like go to specific. What's the c word for something? It's not channel, but it's something else. Mm. I don't remember. But he can program it in specific ways to make it custom for you. Ooh, that's cool. I like it. Matt, do you have anything going on? Not personally. Uh, I was going to say that uh, he kind of touched on the fact that we'd done live shows before. Oh, right. And so yeah, that yeah. was something that the kind of COVID thing ruined because we had done an annual live show for the first two or three years. Weirdly, it's a blessing to me. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a blessing to him. I don't know. It, I mean, it's definitely nerve-wracking, but it was always fun. Like, then that was the one time we would ever actually, like, all be together, dress up as our characters. And then uh, we would always do it upstairs alchemy and... Always had a decent turnout, I feel like, surprisingly enough, too, for a live D&D showing right. on a weekend, you know. Like. Yeah. I went to one of them. I think I went to the second one. Nice. Must have been the second one. Was it the <laughs> uh, the Independence Day? Or not Independence, the National Treasure one? <laughs> yeah, I think that there was the there was a a circus a, one and there was like a Nick Cage one. <laughs> it must have been the Nick Cage one, yeah. Or there was the Clue one. Ah, uh, there was a clue in you. Yeah. Did the movie Clue? Maybe it was Clue. I won that one. Did you get a bunch of pieces in a bag? Yes. Yeah, that was the Clue one. Clue. See, yeah, so yeah. the first year we all got really drunk, and I spilled my beer all over my notebook of notes. Oh no! Uh, and so then the second year I didn't want to embarrass myself, so I Laminated didn't like, drink at all. Oh. And so Dave gave all of us a shot when we got on stage, and everyone drank their shot but me. <laughs> And so then at the end of that, it was basically the shot yes. was like poison. I remember now. And yeah. so I was actually the only one still alive at the end of it because I hadn't had anything to drink yet. And I was <laughs> like, yes. yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've been, I don't think I was more nervous on my wedding day than I was doing our first live show. Mm. Different than playing like a show. Yeah. It's vastly different. I bet. Because um, I mean, can't hide behind that bass. <laughs> yeah, can't hide behind the bass. Can't behind the noise of you know the band. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, like I. So I was in that cover band in Mobile yesterday tomorrow for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, we played the very first show yesterday tomorrow. Played I think was the first show I played on bass. I don't think I played my first show with South Carlin. Huh. I think I played my first bass show <clears throat> yesterday tomorrow. Okay, and I was not good at handling 
everything that I needed to do as a bassist. Oh, okay. One of those things was tuning between standard tuning and drop D. Oh, yeah. And so there was a song that we had to play that I tuned to drop D. And then I said, I'm good. And then I played the entire song with the tuner on and no sound coming out of the bass. <laughs> it was so loud in the place. I was like, I have to be playing something. <laughs> and I don't know who, I don't think anyone told me, but I don't think anyone like was like, they were probably weird out. Like where's the low end? Yeah. And, but they saw me doing things. Yeah, so they yeah. were just like, there's a sound problem. Yeah. Chris Cole messed this up somehow. Probably. <laughs> And then, nope, it was just me with my pedal, with my tuner still on. And then mm. I think I looked to Chris Cole, who was on the other side of the stage, like, I just played that whole song with my tuner on. <laughs> Damn, dude. You just like you like to be in tune, man. Yeah, that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done on stage, probably. Mm. And I don't know if it got caught completely with all the drunk I'm crowd. I'm sure, I don't man. think anyone in that crowd no. had any idea, dude. Wait but, a second. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what song it was, too. It was... It was a song I actually didn't even like playing, so... There you go. <laughs> That's a cover band, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was an Under Oath song. Damn. Uh, yeah. You know, nerve, nerves are high. First show as a bass player, trying to tune. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, was mm-hmm. I was a little nervous this past weekend. First show oh, yeah. with you guys. Yeah. You told me your show went well. Yeah, I was telling him I didn't have too much time to get nervous because as soon as I got there, You're... I built up my kit, and then as soon as I finished building the kit, it was time to put it on the stage. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, the, I mean, and that that's one thing I think Dave's probably seen more too. But I know Rob at some point at the end was like, "Where are you?" But like, I, like I'm usually anxious the entire day leading up to a show, and then for like the first thirty minutes after the show, thirty minutes to an hour, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay. <laughs> I was I'm basically like outside, just like sick, like sweaty. To like <laughs> I get that. I weirdly don't get that stage fright anymore with a band. Um, but fucking D and D, you put me behind a DM screen and a microphone and no other noise. It's all you, man. It's all me, and all of them are waiting for me to cue them on things. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's waiting on you for that. Yeah, for mm. sure. I don't know. It's not like a usually like once we get through that first song, I'm good. But I think just towards the end, like because I've been so amped for so long, and then really worked myself up into like a sweaty frenzy, that like I just like it, it's so hard for me to calm down. And then usually I'm like so tired at the end of the night too when I finally lay down. But when I do lay down, I just can't go to sleep for like another hour. Man, man. I just lay there. My mind just won't shut down. Show days are weird days in my life. I get that. You get all frothed up and work yourself into a lather. <laughs> yeah, dude. You can't de-lather. I yeah. get you. That was fun though. First show in years. Yeah, man. Which is weird to say. It's two years, yeah. <clears throat> Ish. Whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we've gone like an hour almost. You wanna go for two? <laughs> Shit, man. Did did you think of a story for us for me and Matt? A one off one hour story? I can probably improv something, sure. <laughs> we can download a little dice app. Yeah, you download we wouldn't even app. really need dice. Damn, dude. Yeah, we can technically do it with a coin flip. Did it work or did it not work? Mm. <laughs> 50, 50 odds. We'll do that next time. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any closing sentiments? I mean, I guess if you want me to like social media, the orbs, and then you can social media South Carlin. We can do a, we'll do an intro and we can, right, you can cool. drop all that stuff. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, you guys had options, but you decided to talk to me and I appreciate it. 
Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes. thanks for having us. Thank you. This was fun. Thank yeah, it was you fun. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. There you go.